Hello, and welcome to another episode of Not If I Reboot You First, the podcast where we take popular properties and reboot them before Hollywood has the chance to. It's something that we've recently realized is kind of just like brainstorming fan fiction. <laughs> Today, we have a special episode on account of Lindsay is not here. She is currently on a family vacation, and so we decided to get a replacement co-host. So with me this week is my friend Duncan. Substitute Lindsay. <laughs> You're almost as cool as she is. Almost. Almost. <laughs> so, Duncan, before we get into this, why don't you tell us some stuff about yourself? Uh, as I like to generally introduce myself, I am your friendly neighborhood gamer. I've been gaming since the age of five, and that's pretty much just what I am. It's what I've centered my personality around, so... Yeah, I'm a friendly guy. I'm a, I'm I'm a gentle giant, <laughs> or as what's been monikered last year, the beast. Yes, he is the beast. Um, <laughs> and gamers deserve nothing, anyways. <laughs> and you, this see, this is also the first time I've done a guest spot, so yeah. I'm not sure how this is going to go, but hopefully, well. <laughs> so, Duncan, what we do here? You have you brought something for us to reboot today? I should have asked about that. I didn't know if you had something prepared. Or... Yeah, no, that, sorry. Yeah, I should, probably should have said the general idea is that if the guest's coming, it's it's the guest's house. The, the guest has control. Uh, I could just take the obvious. Uh, being a gamer, and if you are a listener to our other podcast, I've already mentioned that I'm a big Song the Hedgehog fanatic. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's probably something we should talk about. That me and Duncan do some other podcasts together. We are both semi-regular on the Super Fun Network. Um... I mean, I guess everyone's semi-regular on that at this yeah. point. <laughs> That's the whoever can show up. Yeah. And then we also are play together on Pokemon Adventures in the Millennium. I am the DM. He is the sweet, innocent child Gabe who's physically incapable of cussing. <laughs> yeah. Although his his player character is quite the opposite. It kind of just leaks out. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> with all of us. <laughs> At least I can control it when I'm around, like, children and people who aren't fond of it. I thought I was, but then I kept, oh, on, no. I kept on meeting friends who were cool with it. I'll leak something, I was like, oh, whatever, they've heard it before. I've, I've had so many friends like that, and then all of a sudden I went to go see my, my niece for Christmas for the oh, first no. time. And it just came natural. It was like, F-bombs. And, I, and like, five seconds after, it's like, I just dropped the F-bomb. You oh, sure no. did! <laughs> I'm too accustomed to this. No. Bad. I just had to try not to refer to my cousin's kids as the gremlins in front of them, because I've taken to use that to refer to all children. <laughs> but, you know, going back to this, the point, yeah. Um, we can touch on something that I'm actually experienced and knowledgeable in, and that would be Sonic, and probably, starting with Sonic, would probably be the most contested. <laughs> uh, I'll have to... Uh, admit that it exists because every time I bring it up I just pretend it doesn't exist is a game that you know, is it was called Sonic the Hedgehog but it has been called Sonic 06 because of the year it came out just to differentiate itself from the other Sonic the Hedgehogs <laughs> also to differentiate it from Sonic 2019 yes <laughs> oh right you're referring to the movie yeah <laughs> <laughs> which I have high I still have hopes for it please don't kill it I Not have yet. I have such low hopes they have looped back around to high. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that they actually, Jim Carrey felt like it was worth bringing up for even for a small joke during the Golden Globes. 
It's like, he, he didn't shuffle it away. He didn't. It's it's going to end up being one of those things where it's like, hey, remember Howard the Duck and also Sonic the Hedgehog? Yeah, yeah. I don't need it to be a blockbuster. I just need it to not be cringeworthy. You know how Sonic is shaped like a human, basically, from what we can tell? Yeah. Imagine that design applied to the B- Rouge or Rogue. Is it Rogue oh, or Rouge? I've always pronounced it Rouge. Rouge the Bat. I feel, I feel it sounds better. I'm sure somewhere they've actually referred to her name in-game. I mean, it could work either way because she is kind of a, she's a thief, so... It is Rouge the Bat. Okay. See, see, they're only one letter off, and they both kind of apply to her. Yeah, they do. <laughs> but anyway, so imagine, take Rouge the Bat, yeah. but just imagine her Sonic 2019 to Oh, no. That's mortifying. <laughs> we'll probably not see her, though. Like, if anything, I think we're just going to... I'm getting the premonition that we're, we're only going to see Sonic and Robotnik in this movie. We might see Tails and Knuckles. Maybe. But yeah. I think she's part of the extended gallery. I don't think we'll see her. She's not that important. I like, like maybe, her. I, think I she's, like Rouge. I do. She's one of my favorites, actually. And it's not because, you know, she's sexy bat. <laughs> no, I actually like her character because it was a good character for Knuckles to bounce off of. Yeah. He needed some sort of, like, rivalry instead of, like, Robotnik telling him that Sonic is a bad guy and him believing him. Like a knucklehead. <laughs> <laughs> Rouge looks like she should be the mascot for Hot Topic. <laughs> and that's not a dig. <laughs> okay, so so re-rebooting Sonic 06. Yeah. So as many people are aware, it, it was just hot garbage. Story-wise, it wasn't anything amazing. And, and in the game itself, what they managed to do is basically... A, a, a brief summary of basically what the movie is, is that... The game. The game. Uh, I'm trying to do this as best as I can because I, myself, being a Sonic fan, I have not yet to actually play fully through the game. <laughs> you I don't couldn't have a, take it. I don't have a copy. I didn't feel like it was necessary to get a copy. I'm sure we could find one at Cashopolis. <laughs> Probably. That is something I will get around to doing. You know, maybe in the future you will see me play this game. But um, from what I know, is the story is based around this this world, this this city, and there's a princess. And Robotnik wants to cause some shit like he usually does. Um, I don't know the stuff in between, but the the one thing that was critical is that Sonic dies and the princess brings her back to life with a kiss. So then everyone was up in arms, like a human kissing and uh, kissing a freaking hedgehog and everything, and it was memed right off the hop. It's not even like she's not hardcore Frenching him. No, she's just like it's like a forehead kiss. It's like. How is it any different from Pikachu crying on Ash to bring him back to life? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it, but this wasn't foreign territory because when they were do uh, fun fact when they were originally designing the first game, Sonic the Hedgehog, they were thinking of giving him a female prota- or female uh, love interest. Was it was going to be a human male or human human female? First they were giving <laughs> him a girlfriend, then they were going to give him a boyfriend, <laughs> and they then they gave him tails. So. Yeah. That works. There, there's many fanfics about that. I don't even need to... I, I just throw a dart, there's a fanfic of it. Just take from that what you will, but also, like, we've now learned that Sonic Tales is canon. Clearly. <laughs> but story-wise, it wasn't the most critical part about it. It was the game itself and the design and the design choices. The game just did not work. The loading times were horrendous. But 
I think the fact that the fact of the matter is, is that uh, since I don't know the story well enough, it didn't impact me. It didn't imprint on me. It, I had no interest in trying to figure out the story of the game. And what they, uh, the new character that they introduced in that game, Silver the Hedgehog, found a way to basically time loop the in, in universe where it never really that the, the whole scene of events never really happened. <laughs> I'll, I'll literally have to bring it bring up like a little synopsis. I'm gonna try to read it for note for note, but. That's my understanding of basically how that story went. It was basically like, hey, this is a bad story, and hey, Silver wounds up, you know, time erasing it. Because yeah. it came from the future. If I remember correctly, because I never played this game either, but if I remember correctly, it was Sonic had a plot line, and Shadow had a plot line, and Silver had a plot line. Yeah. Hopefully it wasn't a sh your, your typical Shadow storyline. Oh, I have amnesia, I don't remember anything. For the third time. <laughs> <laughs> like all my circuits i'm sorry rouge i have amnesia <laughs> all my sonics yeah no the 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 city or the area was called soliana there's no history of this place it was brand new i think this was yeah this was during the 15th anniversary of sonic so they're trying to do something new this is for the ps3 at the time they wanted to try something next gen it was only the 15th anniversary in 2006 yeah Huh. For some reason, I always think of Sonic being, like, from way earlier. No, 1991. I remember that date well because it was that Christmas that I got the Sega Genesis that was bundled with Sonic the Hedgehog 1, the very first video game I ever played. Aw. <laughs> and what kick-started my, my fandom for it and my constant having to defend myself for it. <laughs> I just choose the best things to be interested in. I'm interested in Sonic the Hedgehog. I'm interested in Toronto Maple Leafs. I'm interested in all the things I had to defend myself for. Are you interested in Glee? No, I have. Well, I haven't given myself the chance to. <laughs> well, ba based on your comments, I feel like you'd, you'd end up liking it just just because you're a glutton for punishment. <laughs> Apparently, you look at the Sonic fandom and you wonder how there is a Sonic fandom. <laughs> it's chaotic. Uh, chaos emeralds. Uh, bad. As far as I can, <laughs> as far as I can tell, based on the Sonic fandom, there has never been a good Sonic game. That's the thing is, ever since the Sega Genesis, well, even even then during the Sega Genesis, Sonic Blast didn't get a lot of acclaim. As soon as they tried dipping their feet into 3D games, all they did is like they'll play make a game. The fans say they want this. The next game's like, here we go, we gave you this, and then they'll complain. I think the best example was um, I think after the Sonic Adventures, the fans were saying that they wanted more like not fast Sonic levels. Well, even then, like, when the Sonic Adventure came out, it's like, here's Big the Cat in Sonic Adventure 1. Enjoy <laughs> slow fishing. Here's Tails, or no, here's Omega, you know, shooting things because he's a robot. And it's like, no, we don't want that. So we'll, we'll, we'll try this again. We'll do it in a team-based in a, in a, in a team, team based combat, we'll, we'll, or not, like, adventuring. Well, I but, like Sonic Adventure 2. Yeah, so I... I, no, I mostly played that just for Chow Garden. <laughs> Exactly. I love the Chows, and they need to make an, a, like a completely separate Chow game. Hey, fun fact, as far as I can tell, whenever a podcast tries to talk about Sonic, it immediately will just dovetail into, they need a Chow Garden game. Exactly. <laughs> it's the curse of Sonic. The only good Sonic game is the Chow Garden from Sonic Adventure 2 Battle. It was, it was like, the greatest step, because before then, I used to play uh, the Tamagotchis. They were, I, had, I had owned for the longest time in the Jurassic Park spinoff, where you took care of, like, a little baby T-Rex. I had no idea that existed. Oh, it, it was amazing. I loved it. It was my favorite thing. Okay, did you ever play a Jurassic Park game called Scan Command? I am unaware of that. It was, like, it was for the PC. I did not get very far in it, because gameplay-wise, it was not very good. But it had this really cool gimmick where you would take a, like, scanner thing, 
and you would scan it over a barcode of any barcode in the world, and that would generate, like, DNA, and then you could, like, use these DNA building blocks to power up the dinosaurs in the what? game. That's freaking awesome. And then you'd immediately lose because the controls were not very good. <laughs> but I just, go. I like, the day I got it, I just went around the whole house like, I can scan this, I can scan this, I can scan this. That reminds me of the Monster Hunter game for the PlayStation 1. Oh, yes. Where you put in any random disc and you got a, you got a monster. I remember putting in my uncle's Linux uh, OS disc. <laughs> what did I get? I think I got a golem from it. I wish I had gotten a PlayStation instead of an Xbox because there's so many games that, like, I'm so glad I can play now that I have a PS4, but, like, I never got a chance to play Monster Rancher. And then I should have gone out and gotten Monster Rancher for the DS because they also had stuff, like, their game, they tried to bring back the same similar stuff where you could do different designs on the drawing pad or you could plug in different GBA games into the dongle slot or you could just yell at it and see what that made. <laughs> Ah, I will, I'll be in, I'll be mentioning this in another podcast I'm going to be guesting on soon, but there need to be more DS games that you could yell at. Yes, I, I concur. That, that certainly is a fun aspect. Oh yeah, one of the Pokemon games, in, uh, it introduced the whole blowing thing. Uh, what was it? Diamond and Pearl, I think? Mm, I don't think so. Yeah, I know when you're playing that little mind game, there's little, like, little things, and one of the things involved blowing. Oh into the... yeah, you could do some stuff there. I think it you was could... very minimal, and you could also record a noise for Chatot to use when it used Chatter. Yeah, but like the microphone wasn't great, so like you'd use it, and it's like you're dumb, and it kind of like <laughs> just like a Pokemon noise. Anyway, Sonic 06. <laughs> So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say this word for word. I I, I am going through Wikipedia just throw again because I have not played through this entirely. I'm just getting through the important parts. Um, yeah, Doctor Eggman does succeed in kid or does he? Yeah, it says kidnapper Doctor Eggman, not Robotnik. They are different he is people. the well he is the Eggman. Yeah, that that whole story is convoluted, and I don't think they've really made it. They I think they tried making connections in Sonic Adventure. I think they tried making it so the old Dr. Gerald Robotnik was the Robotnik. And Eggman is the son of Robotnik. And he just likes going by the name Eggman because of his Eggman Empire. But outside of game, another little fun fact. The reason for this was internationally, it wasn't the same name. When Sonic the Hedgehog 1 came out in Japan, he was already called, I believe. Not 100%, but I'm pretty sure even it, it, it started dating back to Sonic 1. He was, he was named Dr. Eggman in Japan. But... They decided to call him Dr. Robotnik in America. And when it got to Sonic Adventure, they decided, like, we're just going to go with Eggman. We're going to drop Robotnik. I don't know what the decision for that was. I When I first came out, I was like, what? I love Dr. Robotnik. What, what's with this Eggman? I eventually come to accept it, but I still like the name Dr. Robotnik. It's a really interesting name. It's, I, I feel it's more original than Eggman. Oh, right. Blaze was in this game, too. Blaze yeah. the Cat. I forgot, because she also came from the same time. And she was from an alternate dimension, or yeah. the future, or both? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I played the Sonic Rush games, where it was more. there was a lot more to do with Blaze the Cat there, and it was a whole thing where they had a completely separate universe. They didn't have Chaos Emeralds, I think they had Soul Emeralds. Yeah. And they had Neo Eggman. I think they called him Neo Eggman. I, I think that's the name they chose. <laughs> but yeah, that would also make sense with this game, I think. Yeah, not only do they come from the future, they also come from a different dimension. Or maybe, maybe Sonic 06 just took part in their universe. 
No, no, because there's Chaos Emeralds. That wouldn't make sense. But maybe when Silver reset the timeline oh. to save Monica, <laughs> they became the Soul Emeralds. <laughs> but yeah, for the main part of the game, Silver appeared as a bad guy trying to stop Sonic because he felt like there's something Sonic's going to do that's going to damage the future. So he's trying to stop Sonic, which sounds really familiar with a, with somebody who seems to be bad trying to stop Sonic, and then in the end becoming bad allies with him, like Knuckles and Sonic and Knuckles. It seems like they went back; they, they they're reusing that trope. Where they're confused and they think Sonic's the bad guy, but in reality, he's not the bad guy. Why do you think I'm a bad guy? Oh, well, this really creepy-looking dude said you were. So. <laughs> Blah, just like in most other games, he, at the end, he uses the Chaos Emerald powers to save the day. Some of the things I want to change about this might uh, might be to uh, switch up the bit of the format that, that this uh, podcast has taken. Is I will be talking about story, but... I want to emphasize on actual development of the game itself too, because one of the biggest impacts was the game itself. Yeah. So this will. So we've never done a video game before. So and this will probably be like what? What does make a good Sonic game other than him fast? Yeah. I mean, I've seen this before, and it was a it was a criticism I have. Uh, game Grumps. I think my best example is when they're trying to play through Sonic Adventure One. And they get, like, what, the first level, they get to one of the loop-to-loops, and they find a way to not properly go through the loop-to-loop, and then they glitch out, and they fall to their death. <laughs> and they just have a shit time just laughing their asses off about it. And I decided to go back and play through the game myself. And what I do realize, and where Sega probably realizes they didn't make the, they they realize they didn't make this mistake, is that they kept on designing games thinking that people knew how to play them. Okay, so there. If you were new to the Sonic franchise, screw you. Yeah, if you weren't already familiar with loop to loops and stuff like that, and trying to stay in the middle of them, or you know having to you know keep an eye on where exactly you were directed and stuff like that, you're going to hit points of the game where they didn't properly design it. They didn't think they had to design the game to be better. They should. Ultimately, I'm not trying to ultimately defend them. Is that they... Games should be good. Yeah. But they weren't designing it. They were designing it thinking that only pros were going to be playing this. Yeah, you know, that's probably a good take on it. That's why that's my idea on it. I don't know if this is for sure. Then nobody's officially said anything, and I don't think they ever will. But that's the way I feel like. Because I go through those games, like, I have no problems. I don't hit these glitches. I don't hit these borders, these in uh, invisible walls. That I see these less players hit and just constantly criticize the game for but that in mind, I feel the first thing I would do is I'd make sure the game has a good enough development time to make sure that the game isn't broken. <laughs> for God's sakes, I wouldn't strive to make sure that the game was beautiful enough using next gen, the you know PS3's next gen technology at the time. I would focus on making sure that the game you could actually be played and not sit through hours of load time. I played the first little bit of it and I experienced it myself firsthand. I'd get into the city, it would load. I'd run into a different section of the city, it would load. I'd go talk to somebody, it would load. I would agree to do their mission, there'd be loading. And then I'd, I'd go run to the spot where I need to start, it would load. And then in some cases it would load again. <laughs> it was ridiculous how many times I had to stop to wait for the game to load. I feel that the game, a lot of the heavy criticism it got was because of the loading time. Yeah, and like... We can't really put all the fault on the development team because it looks like, yeah, it looks like a lot of this game was rushed to give me brought out for Christmas. Like we need, yeah. we need a Sonic game now, and like, but what about beta testing and quality assurance? <laughs> nope, 
D you don't get it. None. <laughs> it's not like they set out to make a bad game. Well, I mean, Sega may have... From what I see of Sega, sometimes it does feel like they set out to make bad games. I, f I feel that what they do is they put in the least amount of effort expecting the biggest to pay out. Yeah, and that is really something that stands for like corporate foolishness rather than developers not caring about their products. They feel that the Sonic fandom is big enough that they will eat it up anyways. And, they, and little <laughs> do they know, their, their fandom isn't that big. Anymore. No. Like, you, you can talk as much as you want that Sonic fans are gluttons for punishment, but a lot at a certain point a lot of them just like, you know what, I, I don't care anymore. <laughs> no. I think it was after Sonic Heroes, which I liked. I liked Sonic Heroes. I... Um, like, some people had, had some... They weren't having the best of time. I never finished it. I didn't enjoy it enough to finish it. From what I played of Sonic Heroes, which was a one-level demo on a disc that I got with the official Xbox magazine <laughs> that I just played so much, it's like I have all had all these real games on my shelf, and then I just grab the demo disc, pop it in. Let's play one level of Sonic Heroes on a loop. <laughs> Did you ever have an Xbox Classic when you were a lad? No, because when Xbox... I never owned an Xbox One. Or the xbox xbox classic yeah i think so that, that's okay that's what you mean yeah because i yeah i had that was my first like big console was the xbox classic and then i also got a subscription to the xbox magazine and they would send out discs with demos on them and i probably don't have them anymore but there was like here's a demo of the sonic heroes here's a demo of like the condemned or whatever here's one for fusion for oh no the fusion frenzy demo was on halo which was weird because that was, like, before I got the game, I would be playing a whole bunch of Fusion Frenzy on Halo. Tanner, do you want to play Halo? No, I want to play Fusion Frenzy on Halo. <laughs> oh, now I remember. My apathy for Sonic the Hedgehog happened after Shadow the Hedgehog. Because Sonic Heroes came out, and I think it was shortly after Shadow the Hedgehog came out. And that one just did not... The controls were wonky. Shadow wishes he could be the mascot for Hot Topic. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so by the time sonic 06 came out my whole desire to grab every sonic game had already kind of diminished a little bit and i had already had other interests i had a game or it's still there that time i think it was you know no, it was moving into wii territory around that time so well I had sonic wii. 06 couldn't get onto the wii so that's yeah. why they made like the storybook games yeah. Which I wish they would would have done more of those. Yeah, I liked Sonic the Black Knight. That was a good game. I, I enjoyed that one. I did get a chance to play Seven. I have it. I'm going to go back and play that game when I get a chance. But yeah, no, when Sonic, uh, Sonic 06 came out, I didn't have a PS3 at the time. And yeah, I had a Wii, so I didn't have a chance to play Sonic 06. I, I guess I was blessed. <laughs> <laughs> I only got a chance to play it... 2017, I had a chance to play a little bit of it. I still don't own it, but just so I have a better understanding of it, I will eventually play it. <laughs> when is your birthday? April 29th. Okay, so maybe I'll have to <laughs> find you a Sonic 06. Yeah. Or some other Sonic games. Oh dear. I'll get you the, the Sonic Chronicles. <laughs> the Sonicles Chronicles. <laughs> yeah, no, on my stance with the game... Story as a whole, after what I just uh, glimpsed, uh, flipped through, I think the game, story-wise... I mean, I was checking some of the stuff, and um, there is... Part of the backstory is that the people of the city tried to, like, dissect God. Oh, dear. 
<laughs> like, this is Solaris. He is the great and mighty god of our city. Let's see what happens if we cut him in half. Oh, dear. And they created Satan and Satan, but they created the fiery guy and they created, like, the manipulator guy. They made Satan and they made Lucifer. Oh, God. <laughs> so They made Mephiles, who's, like, dark and crystal and corrupted, and he turns to the shadow and he's like, Yes, it is this pure blue angel who is responsible for destroying the world. Not me. <laughs> but yeah, I think one thing that probably impacted the story is that up until this point, they haven't done anything this, like, I think, serious. It, there, there is some silliness still to it. There's still some slapstick to it. But yeah, I don't think they tried anything this serious. Like, the Adventure Games was like, Adventure 1 was like, oh, here's this thing that, this being, this entity that, that came from the chaos energy chaos he consumes all the chaos emeralds he becomes i think perfect chaos yeah he becomes yeah. perfect chaos and that, that was silly enough that, that was easy to understand and go by and then sonic adventure was like oh hey i think well, sonic all, adventure 2 yeah sonic adventure 2 was they, the one where they introduced shadow and it's like cloning and ultimate life form and yeah. sonic meets with the president yeah <laughs> but there was still like the way they conveyed it was still silly i think in my mind yeah i'm still remembering some of the cut scenes where like <laughs> so when Amy came to save Sonic out of the jail, he, he just how they emphasize on how Sonic couldn't stand still. He was in, in that jail that just couldn't. I need to keep moving. I just need to keep moving. <laughs> and silly like that, and like silly things where Rouge or Tails had to chase the president down and stuff like that in their car. I feel Sonic 06 kind of tried to become a little too serious. Yeah, I, I think Sonic can't be that serious. He's, he, he is, in his in his own case, a little bit cooler than Mario, and then that's what they were designing him for. He needs to be cooler than Mario. He needs to appeal to the teens. Kids, too, but, like, mostly the teens. We're aiming for the teens. But we can't be too complicated. But, but that, like, so that's that's why they made Shadow for the teens. Yeah. <laughs> I think if they probably dial it down a little bit, where would I start with that? I think the two god thing is, is probably... I don't know, I wouldn't say that's too complicated out of a... Of a that's some. It's just weird. That's like some persona level stuff. Yeah, and maybe it's just because of all the other trappings of the game that so many stuff trying to be realistic. Because they also in Sonic the Werehog or whatever it was. Which one was that? Unleashed. Sonic Unleashed. Like that was also a similar plot where it's like Eggman like found the dark for the dark energy of the Earth's life force or something and corrupted it. But it's like. It was still kind of in the Sonic vein, so it was fine. Like, that's something that kind of makes sense. But this is like, here's some realistic human beings trying to cleave God in twain. Yeah. That's some, like, Persona-level stuff. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I probably would have dialed it down a little bit. Maybe even not as gotten as far. Like, right off the bat of the story, like, tell us what we're doing. It's like, oh, the humans of the city are trying to gather enough power to do a thing. It's like, oh, okay. And then you, you don't, you know don't elapse on that until like near the end up to the point where you don't need too much information about what they're trying to do. Is it like, Oh, they almost succeeded in doing the thing. Maybe, to... maybe make it more like the adventure style games. I mean, I guess they, they kind of did that where they had multiple plots going on, but don't do it as like versus do it as like silver comes back to the past, trying to find a way to prevent the future happening. And he meets yeah. Sonic and he's like, Oh, you're the hero hedgehog of this generation. Okay. I'll team up with you. And then shadow shows up and he has amnesia and Sonic's <laughs> like, if you keep the, sh here's an idea. Shadow has amnesia and Sonic finds like, maybe I can teach him to be a good hedgehog. 
And so then you have Shadow. Like, Shadow has the same personality, but he's trying to be, like, as nice as Sonic is. Uh, and then Rouge comes across and she's like, what the hell? What are you doing? No, going back, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to switch shops here and I'm going to go to Eggman. I don't like his design in this game. He is that hyper-realistic mustache. Oh my gosh! Who thought this was a good idea? And that nose. And they slimmed him down. They released a picture of Jim Carrey as Eggman, I thought. Oh, I hope, I really, I really want to see. It doesn't look like there's anything official yet, but I feel like even that will look better than this. I almost didn't recognize him at first, and I saw his... His giant nipple vest. <laughs> no, it's it's so that you can hook up your fire hose to, to spray water. <laughs> oh my god, that's not that's that's not my Robotnik. <laughs> oh. Like, and they still gave him the same voice actor, too. It's like, as soon as he started talking, he's like, oh, that is Eggman. Oh, no. I am Eggman! <laughs> Yosh! Oh. I mean, and when I got, actually started playing some of the bit of the game, it didn't, of course, didn't look like the the footage they showed when the game first came out. I remember seeing, like, the E3 trailer for the, uh, the old 6 game, and it showed him running through these fields, the grass was lush, the robots looked crisp, and just magnetic and steel and then when you actually get to the game it's like oh no that that was obviously not in-game graphics and even the cutscenes when the game actually came out wasn't as perfect it they suffered you know that same mistake a lot of gamers do is like they'll, they'll always show you something fancier than what they actually make yeah don't trust cutscenes only <laughs> go for the actual gameplay videos yeah like, everyone, I remember, I think two years ago, everyone was so hyped for the announcement trailer for Beyond Good and Evil 2. Oh, oh. And it's like, yeah, it looks pretty, but it means nothing, because this is just a glorified animated short film. Yeah, essentially. Like, good work, but this tells me nothing about the game! Yeah. And Eggman 2006, it does look like they were trying to create a Final Fantasy character, and then remember part through, oh wait, we it's Eggman. Oh, Oh, I think I've done on something. Maybe something I would actually change it. Maybe I wouldn't change it. Change the reason why the city is trying to do what they do. I think what you could do instead is make it make a scenario where maybe the princess's father is starting is is going to maybe dying or is dead. I'm gonna say dead. So there's a power struggle because the princess doesn't know how to to properly take the seat yet. So she's oh, struggling. so she's not of age. Yeah. So she could, but like, there's all of these political stuff trying to say, oh no, well she can't because she's too young or she's too experienced. Yeah. No, 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 no. So she wants to use the power of the Chaos Emeralds to bring him back to life. So we're just going with Chaos Emeralds. We're not trying to bring in any like <laughs> ancient deities. No, I think you just stick the Chaos Emerald theory. Like you, that's it's been your go-to uh, like since five ever. I think it's it's still good. It's it's a it's a cash it's it's a goat you can still milk. I'm trying to come up with all these freaking. I'm scrambling. Are there any goats in Sonic yet? I don't think so. I have to catch up on my Archie comics because what happens if I Google Sonic Goat? Oh well, the Archie comics are completely different yeah. now. Well, because no, they had the, to fire what's his name. Well, it, it, 
Archie's uh, comics aren't making them anymore. It's uh, who has IDW. Oh, really? Yeah, IDW. Oh, has cool. It now. So there was a background goat in Sonic Boom, and she looks like she was well designed. Oh, yeah, I saw her. I actually started watching the cart. Um, one of our friends suggested I watch it because the show, the game was a mess, just like Sonic 06, but the show is actually pretty good. Yeah. I've seen bits and pieces because at a certain point they're like, you know what? We can do whatever we want. Yeah. Alright, uh, my friend, he showed me like this one scene and essentially he's getting pulled over by the cops because Sonic was driving. He's speeding? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Sonic replies by saying, I don't think he's going to accept the excuse, gotta go fast. <laughs> it's like, this is great. This is exactly what I need in a Sonic cartoon. And I've seen like a dozen or so episodes already, and I like it. I enjoy it. It's got the, the it's got the Sonic humor you expect. But no, going back, I think you could probably change the story where it's not like, let's mess with God. <laughs> this no, it's like no, my father's dead. The Chaos Emeralds might bring him back to life, or at least secure me a position so she could do that. So like, so the princess is kind of the antagonist now. Yeah, and they have to stop her, and she like, and oh, and then what if? She recruits Eggman because yeah, she doesn't Eggman, know. Eggman pl plots or uh, plants this idea in her head. It's like the Chaos Emeralds could probably bring your father back like, to life. Yeah, you can trust. Hang on, how does it? Eggman, I'm Eggman. Gosh, you can trust me, princess. If you <laughs> use the Chaos Emeralds, then you can bring your father back to life. I swear on all four of my jacket nipples. <laughs> so yeah, and the game would continue going on forward. Silver comes from the from the future because whatever they succeed in doing, you know, we'll keep those the, those big baddies still in the game. What they doing or what they're doing will eventually unleash those two upon the world, and they'll, they'll just create the instance that they were always separate entities. So there's no there's no confusion of them being split for anything. They're always been two separate entities. Yeah, because in the game, it's like. You had Solaris, who was the sun god, and he split in, got split into Mephiles the Dark, who was, like, all of the knowledge, yeah. and Iblis, who was, like, all of the power. Yeah. So, basically, you have a Balrog and even more edgy Shadow. <laughs> <laughs> so, Silver thinks it's Sonic gathering the emeralds, but in, in reality, Sonic's gathering the emeralds, so then she doesn't do it, because he already knows the power of the emeralds and what they could, they could lead to corruption and whatnot. But Silver sees this as, like, no... Sonic's the one who's going to create this catacly cataclysmic event. I need to stop him. Well, he could start like that. Yeah. And then when he gets back and he sees what's like, there's probably like one boss battle between them. Yeah. And then he's like, oh no, you're, you are trying to help. Okay. So maybe I'll help you because I know, like I'll be able to recognize the signs of things start turning. Yeah. So then we still have that awesome fight. That's one thing I got to experience when going to another game, Sonic Generations, they had a boss battle where you can fight, the same, uh, Silver, the Hedgehog. That was the first time I got a chance to play against him, because they, they replicated the boss scene from that game into the Tonic Generations game. It was a really fun battle, too, because he was using his psychic abilities to throw just chunks of boulders that are, like, have concrete and cars and just smashing match you and shit. Oh, wow. It was a very fun bo uh, boss battle. So, yeah, I would keep it so it gets you, it's Silver doesn't change until you have that big epic battle with him, and it's after that point. He's just like, oh, Oh, okay. Robotnik's a baddie. Eggman is a baddie. So then it gets to the point where they do get the powers of the emeralds, and Sonic, I, I think I would still have where Sonic does die, but it's that point where we find out that the Chaos Emeralds do have the powers to resurrect. And or Tails use... kisses them. 
Because they're boyfriends. Yes. <laughs> I think we could still... I, you know, I have, I really have no problem with the kiss. But what I think... What it, you do the whole... They'll use the emeralds and there'll be a big pause. And then you'll, they'll think like, oh, that didn't do it. And then that's when she gets all passionate. And then and it's after the kiss. is like, oh, hey, it's working. And then you, you, they just leave that as MP's life. Like, was it the emeralds or was it her? And it's like, no, it was the emeralds. Oh, okay, no, here's an idea. So what if, so, um, and Sonic is about to get shot, and then Shadow is like, no, and he does a heroic sacrifice, because he still has amnesia! <laughs> so he does a heroic sacrifice, and they, like, resurrect him with the emeralds, and then, he, like, Shadow comes back and his memory's back, but then this also creates Mephilus. And they're like, oh no, it was bringing Shadow back from the dead, the start of the apocalypse. What, but, well, we just have to run fast at Mephiles now. <laughs> Yeah, I, f I feel like if you ease it down to that kind of level, it would have been a lot easier to digest as a game. I feel like the, what they did trying they did try to do with that game was a little too confusing. Like, yeah, as I was reading through the the, the page itself, I was like, what? What? <laughs> this doesn't sound like Sonic to me. It it doesn't. It doesn't. It, it doesn't match his his mo. But um, I think it would be a lot better if you just played it out like that. Just keep, you know, st stick to the Chaos Emerald ta shtick. Mm-hmm. Now, how would Manic the Hedgehog come into this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, Manic. Oh, I have to remember. The, the green guy. Yeah. When With when will we get a Sonic Underground video game? <laughs> oh. That would be... So I don't know who owns the rights to that story. If if so, Sega has has it, or they just got a, a cartoon producer to pump that out for them. That was uh, I I loved that show as a kid though. It was it was made by Deke, um, <laughs> which was owned by Disney at the time. Oh no! It was the first Sonic the Hedgehog television series to be sold on the iTunes Store. <laughs> I would love for them to have the uh, the opportunity to make a Sonic Underground game. That would be really Just cool. make it like a rhythm game. Yeah. I love to see the enemies from that one, too. Uh, I can't remember their names. The cheetah-looking guy and... Um, I thought he was a dingo. Oh, yeah, dingo. He could, could transform into things. Yeah, his name was Dingo. <laughs> oh, no, I got the theme song stuck in my head. Sonic Underground. Sonic Underground. I long for my children, but I have to wait. To act too soon, soon could seal their fate. fate. I really loved... Oh, I, that would have probably been another topic I would have talked to about, too, is Sad AM. Sonic Sad AM. Probably my See, favorite. that one I never did watch. Oh, that's the best Sonic series. Hearing Urkel from Family Matters voice Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> the best ever. I really wish they'd actually play off this more. I would, uh, that was another game, you know. I would really enjoy a game based off of, like, the Freedom Fighters and in a world where Robotnik has kind of won... He already has a metropolis. He's 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 terrorizing the wilderness and stuff like that. I would like to see a, a different scenario where uh, you know Eggman part. Well, they kind of did in Sonic Forces. I, I think it was kind of no a nod towards the uh, the Archie comic storyline. All in all, I feel that they they did. It's Sega could have done a lot better. I feel Sega needs to do more of what they're doing now. Is that if they don't have enough desire to put uh, you know the the effort that's required for a game. Give it to a dedicated fan, like they do with Sonic Mania. Yeah. With Christian Whitehead. He did an amazing job with Sonic Mania. I think they need to take uh, 
an approach that Blizzard has done in the past, where just they don't release it until they know it's good. Exactly. Because I feel like a lot of Sonic games, they fall short because they're rushing to get them out by a certain deadline. It's just like, take... Deadlines can be really good, but at this point, like, you're you're big enough, you don't necessarily need them. So take some time to float off of all of that platinum money that you're <laughs> getting from Bayonetta. <laughs> And use that to, like, take the time and put all the effort you need to into a good Sonic game. Don't fall prey to all these, like, corporate needs that, oh, we have to get it done. It has to be done now. It has to be done like this. Don't make Sonic Battle Royale. Because I feel like that would be their next step. Oh, no. Like, their their desperate attempt to keep it relevant. Like, Sonic Battle Royale, that didn't work. Well, now I guess you have to do pachinko machines? They do that. They do the pachinko thing. Um, Much like Konami, they do make... They do make some good money over there and with their pachinko machines. But they didn't put, like, every single thing into that. No. Because they didn't piss off the Yakuza. And they didn't uh, sexualize their uh, intellectual properties like they did with Silent Hill and Metal Gear. Yeah. And Castlevania. Yeah, you won't find any bombs inside of Rouge. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. I think we've covered basically everything we could. Yeah. Unless you have anything else to add to Sonic 06 Remastered? <laughs> Sonic 06 Remastered. Duh. It's playable now. Please trust us. Sonic 2021. <laughs> it's just 06, but better. <laughs> uh, no, I feel that could have gone better, but... Yeah, with, the, with my thoughts in mind, I feel like it would be a lot better if they decomplicated the storyline. Mm-hmm. And then on a production standpoint, I mean, this like, we, we kind of mentioned all the stuff we could do for production, which is kind of something that all AAA game developers could stand to listen to. Yeah. Make it less buggy. Don't Bethesda it. Yeah, well, no, it's you don't just press the... It's not like you go in thinking, mm, I'm going to make a very buggy game today. <laughs> it's like, like, don't overwork your staff to the point where they put out bad product. Like, give them a good workspace. Pay them properly. If you're not going to meet a deadline, the f the fandom is going to be more understanding of a deadline getting moved than a game coming out unfinished. Exactly. Like, I think they finally are starting to understand because the next game Sega has, or, or at least Sonic Team has in, in uh, the works, the next racing game, Sonic Racing, they, back in December, they, they actually said, oh yeah, we're going to push it back. Yeah. We're pushing that date back. So yeah, that's good. Gonna, I, I feel I, that the game isn't complete yet, so we're pushing it. I applaud any game studio that delays a game. Yeah. Now, if you delay the game and it's still hot garbage, then I have words. That's concerning. That means there were deeper issues. But I feel <laughs> like just in general, giving it the time to breathe and grow and gestate properly is going to do a lot of help. <laughs> Duncan, did you ever make any Sonic OCs? Oh, no. Um, I'm probably in a journal somewhere. I can't remember. I'll have to f see if I still have it lying around somewhere. Uh, I didn't. Or did I? I think I actually broke away from the hedgehog. I think I made a cheetah. Ooh. I can't remember his name. But I made him very, um... I, I went with the whole badass punk look. He had, like, a freaking like, ripped, ripped arms, like, denim vest. <laughs> he had the freaking fingerless gloves. I can't remember his name, though. I think I went very, very gimmicky. I think I just called him Speed. <laughs> Speed the Cheetah. I never went far enough to make a story about him, but I did design a chameleon Sonic OC. His name was Edge, and he was also a vampire. 
<laughs> I just did the whole, hey, I'm almost as fast as Sonic, but I'm not going to steal his thunder. <laughs> I think I went with, like, I want something outstanding about this character. It's like, he can accelerate faster than Sonic. He can get to his peak speed faster than Sonic can get to his peak speed. Well, that makes sense, because cheaters are sprinters, yeah. where, as we all know, hedgehogs are more of a stamina animal when they're <laughs> hunting prey. <laughs> one, I do remember that one time in, like, middle school, one of my classmates obtained a pet hedgehog, and she's like, what do I name him? Like, Sonic. No, I can't name him Sonic. It's too obvious. And I think, like, name him Knuckles, just to make people angry. <laughs> and she did. No, I was that person. I had a hedgehog, and I called him Sonic. And I will get another hedgehog. And I will call him Sonic. Manic. Manic. I want to get two. I want to get Sonic and Amy. And then they're going to have babies. That's taking your fanfiction too far. <laughs> I think it's confused. Oh my god. No, it's it's hard to... In some bubbles, it's hard to defend that. Because in, I think, the Archie comics, I think she was 12. And then she used, like, I think, Chaos Emerald uh, energy. And she's still 12 years old. But then her body aged. No! Yeah. That is the worst trope! It's so bad, and I don't know what her official age... I'll have to double check and see what her official age in the video game canon is. Her age is don't! <laughs> don't even try! <laughs> who... Who did this? Who is responsible for this? So let me fact check this. Was that the last time I checked? That, that, that was how it was. Like, who... Is this Amy in the comics? Yes. Oh, no! Because when they first introduced her as a character in Sonic CD, they purposely made the age gap difference. That way, like, they, you can, they can reasonably say, it's like, they're not going to be a couple because Sonic was only doing what he did to save her. Because Sonic is a kind-hearted person. But as soon as she was saved by Sonic, she just idolized him from that point on. See, that's cute when it's like a, a little girl crushing on her hero. Yeah. But don't, don't reciprocate and Don't make her <laughs> age up for the purposes of your ship. It... <laughs> <laughs> all right so i think that about wraps up this episode duncan do you where do you wish to be found on the internet if at all uh you'll find me on twitter at cloudhead duncan i, I try to be more active on there but i'm an old man and i'm still getting used to twitter but yeah no that's probably the best way to find me is to give me a follow i'll follow you back i'll try to be active and make you'll just probably see me share a bunch of memes yeah that's Especially now that people have moved there from Tumblr, Twitter is very much meme space. <laughs> it's fine. It's good. Memes are good. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at SparkyUpstart and on Instagram at SparkyYoungUpstart. You can find this very podcast itself on Twitter at N-I-I-R-Y-F-Pod, which is the letters for Not If I Reboot You First, and is pronounced NERF! <laughs> We also have an Instagram manned by Lindsay, which you can find on uh, Not If I Reboot You First on Instagram. You can find the Instagram on Instagram. Kind of self-explanatory. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, Future Tanner here. Just popping in to mention a few things I forgot to on the podcast properly. First off is that you can also contact us via email at notifireboot at gmail.com. So send us your critiques, your comments, your questions, your recommendations for future reboots. You can also ask to be a guest on the show because we're always accepting guests, and I think Duncan did pretty good, so we'd definitely like to see some more guests in the future. 
And the second thing is that I myself am going to be a guest on a podcast this week. I'm going to be on an upcoming episode of Power Up Everything Nintendo and Beyond with Vigil and Emily. So if you want to hear me talk more about yelling at my game systems, then you should definitely tune into that one. Next week, uh, Lindsay is back and it'll be my turn to host. So I get Lindsay, if you're listening, and also Duncan, if you're here right now, do you want a hint for my next topic? Yes. I do. I have to check what it was going to be. Oh, I will look away. Okay. Yeah, don't get spoiled. (laughs) So next week, there is a very strong possibility that we're going to encounter a blowfish driving a sports car. Oh. I have a idea. (laughs) (laughs) That is something that could pop up in Sonic. It could. It very well could be. What's an animal even more edgier than a hedgehog? A blowfish! (laughs) (laughs) I'm thinking of an old cartoon. <laughs> it's not it's not fish cops. No, it's not fish cops. That's what I was thinking is that that fish cop cartoon. <laughs> I can't remember the name of it right now. I think it was just called Fish Cops. Oh my god. <laughs> Anyways, uh, bye! Bye-bye. <laughs>